Hey, what's up, guys? This is Freddie Correa. You are listening to the number one podcast in the galaxy. Thanks for the invite, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a really good show today, guys. Uh, my wife, Lizzie, she, got, she came back on the show. Her return to Thanks for the Invite podcast. She's the one you hear in the intro. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Karina. Yeah. And uh, the return of Jesus Trejo. My buddy, uh, Jesus Trejo, he's back on the show. Uh, let me start off with some, some shout-outs real quick. I want to thank everybody I shared the last episode with Earl Skakel. Uh, very awesome podcast. So much fun. Um, a lot of downloads. One of the most downloaded this year so far, guys. Thank you guys for making it happen. Thank you guys for sharing the podcast. Um, I want to ask you to take a screenshot of the show. Like, you know, when you're listening to it on the phone or on the computer, <clears throat> take a screenshot and if you could share it on social media, if you could help me spread the word, I, I'm doing the, I'm doing the hard part of, uh, you know, going out with my microphone setting up and blah, 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 you know, yeah, poor me, I got to edit, I got to mix in some music, um, however, I don't edit the conversation, I just, when I say edit, I mean like, you know, I got to put it on the computer, compress it, make it into an mp3, then you got to upload it, put a title. That is the boring shit right there. So I do a lot of work, guys, and for your entertainment. For your entertainment. And actually, it's my entertainment as well. But if you guys could take a screenshot, share the podcast with, with the world, okay, with your Instagram, with your Twitter, uh, Snapchat, you know. And um, I really appreciate it. Um and if you could take the time to give us a review on iTunes as well, that'd be awesome. Give us a five-star review. Now, let me give some shout-outs to a lot of people that were supporting the last episode. They took screenshots. Uh, they shared it on their Instagram. Um, I'm just very grateful. Let me start off with uh, Loops on Instagram. It's Lulu Vonks. Uh, thank you so much for taking a screenshot. She's always sharing Felipe's podcast, Rodrigo's podcast. She's a real big fan of podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for the love and support, Loops. Uh, my my homie, Ernesto Grumpzilla, new listener to the show. Thank you so much, brother. Welcome to the Thanks for the Invite family, my brother. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going, I take screenshots of the people that take screenshots. <laughs> so I'm going through my phone right now. Um, oh, Miss Cleo, all the way from the Netherlands. Thank you, Miss Cleo, for sharing the podcast. Um, Let's see who else we have here. Oh, Cats and Six. Thank you, my brother. Cats and Six, man. Always sharing love, always showing love uh, to the podcast. And uh, it's really awesome to have uh, you guys, the listeners that support the show. Um, let me go ahead and plow through some of these. Uh, <clears throat> we got David Stevenson, Justin Ruff, my brother, Pastor Toon. Let's see, Lenny Lamb, Grice, DJ Grice in the building. Um, yeah, that's about it right now. Um, as far as the ones I hit uh, save on my phone, I guess. But guys, we have an awesome show today. Um, so after I did the last episode with Earl Skakel, uh, I met up with Jesus Trejo at the comedy store. 
my wife was already done with her uh, makeup uh, beauty convention, and she met up with me at, at the comedy store as well. So I, I brought my equipment. I had my backpack. I had a bunch of microphones, wire, everything. And we met up with Jesus Trejo, and he's like, do you want to do it in the basement? I'm like, oh, the basement of the comedy store? The haunted basement everybody always talks about? He's like, yeah, they have the podcast studio. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you could even use their equipment if you want. I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, I'm like and then, you know, me being me, I'm like, no, I'm just going to use my stuff, my setup. It's okay, bro. I brought it out. I brought it with me. He's like, okay, whatever, brother. No, no worries. Either way. We go downstairs um, to the basement of the comedy store, and I don't know how many of you guys knew this, but they, they remodeled it, and they, they created a podcast studio with four microphones. That's where uh, Rick Ingram and Eleanor Kerrigan have the comedy store podcast. You can check that out on iTunes, by the way. And <clears throat> so anyway... We go down there, and I see the microphones. It's all, like, set up like a beautiful podcast studio, like the podcast studio of my dreams. And then the the, the headphones are there. And then uh, the cable's going to another room, like a separate room uh, with the mixer. And it's a digital mixer. I think it was Tascam, made by Tascam. Yeah, I think it was Tascam. And it's digital, guys. It's a state-of-the-art uh, mixer. And it's digital. And he's like, if you want, you can pop in your uh, memory card in there. And I'm like, fuck my equipment. I'm like, hell yeah. So I just popped in my memory card in there and recorded. Holy shit, guys. It's an amazing. I'm, I'm getting a boner right now just thinking about this mixer. It was so dope. Um, it's got to be over a thousand bucks easily. Um, anyway, I pop in the memory card. I hit record. And it records just like my Zoom. H6. We go in the other room, pop in the, the headphones, and there we are, recording. In the same room that Joe Rogan had just recorded in, the two days before, maybe. Um, you know that episode he had, Jeff... Uh, what's his name? I'm, when, it comes to, when I'm on a spot, I always forget people's names. Uh, Jeff... Jeff Ross, there we go. He had Jeff Ross, Griffith Simmons, and, and um, it was a really good episode, guys. Um, but anyway, we're on our way to L.A. We're listening to that same episode. Who would have thunk that we're going to end up uh, recording a podcast in the same studio Joe Rogan had just recorded on a night or two before? That's insane, guys. So there we are in the famous basement of the comedy store. Everybody always talks about the basement that's like haunted and they see stuff and there's some crazy stories um, where I just heard a story. I forgot who said it. Um, I think it was Steve Simone. Yeah, Steve Simone. He was on Felipe uh, Sparza's podcast. And he told a story how um, one time the alarm was set off at the comedy store. And the cops came. And they said that somebody had broken in. And the cops go into the basement. And they, they said they surrounded some guy. Um, that, that broke in and when they flashed the lights on him, he was, he disappeared, like he was gone. That's just a story I heard. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stories about the comedy store. You could actually go, do me a favor, pause this and go to YouTube and 
look up uh, Comedy Store. I'm typing it in as I speak. Comedy Store Haunted. Yeah, type in Comedy Store Haunted. It's like a 10-minute little clip. Yeah, there it is. It says Real Paranormal Investigation Comedy Store West Hollywood. So they do like a little documentary and, and they go in there and investigate the comedy store. You see, a lot of people don't know this, but the comedy store used to be a, a, a nightclub. Chico! Chico, no! No! Good boy. So, um, yeah, the comedy store used to be a nightclub where a lot of like gangsters from the 40s and 30s, I want to say maybe 50s, they used to go there and party. Like mafia, you know, the mob, you know, Bugsy Siegel, uh, I think owned it. And I think we even talked about it on the show today. But anyway, some crazy shit used to happen at the comedy store before it became a comedy club in the 70s. People were definitely killed there. Uh, Jesus Trejo was saying there was abortions taking place. It's some crazy shit, man. So we were in there, in the basement of the comedy store, recording a podcast. And guys, it's such a good episode, guys. I, I can't wait to start it right now. Um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And we talked about about um, uh, kind of like frequencies, things that you set up in your path. When you set out positivity in front of you, if your attitude is positive, you know, nothing but positive, you set things out there, you say it out loud, things happen it's weird it's really weird guys it's really weird how if you say you know joe rogan talks about this a lot the power of the imagination we underestimate the power of the imagination you know like what's inside of your brain guys what you think of you could make it happen okay you could actually make it happen i'm sitting right now in a recliner chair okay my recliner couch whatever, somebody thought about making this chair in their head and they made it happen, whether it was machine, whether it was child labor in China, wherever, it doesn't matter, they thought about it in their head and they created this couch I'm sitting on right now, comfortably, Uh, my laptop, Steve Jobs, it all started in the head, in the imagination, Uh, your, your, your headphones that you have in your ear right now, the phone, Everything starts in the imagination. You guys don't ever forget that. If you want to, if you ever think of something, if you have a good idea, if you want to start up, let's say a podcast, if you want to start a podcast, it starts in your imagination and you have to make it happen. But it all starts there, especially when you start voicing it out, when you start telling people, you know, then you're more accountable. You know what I'm saying? Um, losing weight, that could be one thing as well, you know, and then you make it happen. You voice it out and things happen. So this is what we po- talk about the, uh, on this episode with Jesus Trejo. And guys, it's it's a good one. It's a really good one. So please, guys, without further ado, welcome to the show, Lizzie, Korea, and Jesus Trejo. Let's get this shit going. Boom! Yeah. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Korea. What's up, guys? This is Freddie Korea. This is Thanks for the Invite Podcast. We are back. And 
As I take a sip of coffee in the intro, uh, we have Jesus Trejo back on the podcast. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, bro. And we got Lizzie back on the podcast. Hey, hey. Yeah. Damn. Both of you have not been on the podcast in a long time. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. She hasn't. It's just been like over a year. I think you were probably on the podcast more recent than her. What's up with that? I don't know. (laughs) Thanks for the invite, bro. Dude, thank you. The hospitality is amazing. So we're recording uh, in the basement of the world famous comedy store thanks to Jesus Trejo who made it happen yeah you know little just unlock the lock and that's it <laughs> sorry for that noise that I'm doing trying to adjust the mic but here we are that's done yeah no that's cool brother um we're gonna make a lot of noise it's cool <laughs> might as well then <laughs> recorded live at a construction site at the comedy store <laughs> but we, this is cool because we're so we're in the basement uh, right underneath the original room right underneath and um I've always heard of the basement, the haunted basement. <gasps> what? This is this haunted? Is oh, uh, big time. Right? <gasps> oh. There's like a hole over there. Like, So outside of where they built the new podcast studio, there's like a place where there's like a hole in the wall and it's patched up with like very sloppy like brick and cement. Uh-huh. And it's just so cold. Like now it's inviting. It looks kind of cool. But yeah, this is like so haunted. Um who knows what happened down Not here? Not just haunted, but so haunted. So haunted. <laughs> so no. Capital letters. <laughs> well, no. wasn't this place? Uh, was what was it? Zeros. Yeah, Zeros. Back in the day, it was owned by Bugsy Siegel. Uh, so they, it was, I guess, like a drop-off point. And you know, from here in Vegas, a lot of shit went down. Um, from what I hear, abortions, drugs, oh, uh, people getting shot, X Y Z. You know, so. I'm going to the club and have an abortion. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff happened here, so none of it sounded uh, good. So. Yeah, Bugsy Siegel, babe, is uh, the guy that started building the Flamingo off of the Strip. Yes. Okay. And he never, I think he never got to see it finished because he got shot, right? In a yeah, drive-by. yeah, I don't know that story. That's interesting. Yeah. So he started and pissed somebody off and Yeah, Audi. something happened. Yeah, so Bugsy Siegel had this vision of... Um, making he was really in love with the hawaiian resorts uh when he went to hawaii so he wanted to bring that to vegas and he didn't want to do it in downtown that's why you have downtown vegas in the strip gotcha. so he wanted to go away a couple miles down and he started the flamingo and he had this vision of having flamingos by the pool while you swim and shit mm. so i saw it in the documentary oh nice <laughs> i gotta check that out that sounds interesting i'm, I'm, I'm all quiet going uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> wow that's dope have you ever been to the mob museum in vegas I haven't. Nick Youssef told me to go down there. Uh, yes. I haven't got go. a chance. Yes, it's they dope. have a story there, too. You can read about it. How big is the museum? Oh, uh, it's pretty big. It's pretty it was big. an old courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's um, it's like two or three stories also. I mean, if you like museums, and I know you travel a lot. I love museums. You know, and I know when you're traveling, you're stuck in a room, in a right. hotel room, waiting for it to <laughs> perform at night. And during the day, you know. That's a cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I like doing in Vegas, like, because Vegas is weird. You're stuck there for like a whole week. You're there longer than most gigs, you mm-hmm. know. But I like going to the Bellagio, mm-hmm. and they have the Picasso exhibit, mm-hmm. and they change out. They have certain, you know, uh, Picasso paintings that are like, like, they just live there, but they change out the rest of it, which I think is cool. So. Yeah. We've never been there. Yeah. The Picasso place he's talking about. No, I never been there. No, no, never been there. That's oh, cool. You're schooling us, bro. Yeah, <laughs> schooling us, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vegas is great, man. I've, I've, uh, what's this place called? Tacos y Tacos. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You like oh. it there? Where they cut the meat off the 
thing. Yeah, but uh, they have these things where they put pineapple in like a. It's, it's basically a quesadilla. They call it something else, but it's just two mm-hmm. tortillas made uh, cheese, pineapple, avocado. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's great. Taco, taco, we've been there. Um, have you been to Tacos El Gordo? Yeah, it's basically that. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You but there's you a DJ one. inside, which I thought was weird. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a guy at noon DJing. It's like, DJs. all right. And they have a bartender as well. Did you see the bartender? Yeah, it was. It, if if I don't know if you remember, but did he have? Was he a white dude with a big ass mustache? Maybe I don't remember, but okay. white dude, yes. Shout out to Tyler Jolly, he's a comic out there in <laughs> Vegas. He works there as a bartender. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, okay. Yeah, I'm like they have a bartender, a Mexican, like a, a taco shop. <laughs> <laughs> what would uh, you like? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty cool, bro. Um, uh, now I think. Uh, Recently, on our way over here, I think it might have been one or two days ago, Joe Rogan was recording right here in the very spot, the same yeah. very spot. Yeah, right here, live. It was the first live one. I think they the ever first did. live one. Uh, Jeff Ross was in on it. That same seat. Probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right here in this room. This is cool. Uh, Jeff Ross and what's the other guys? Greg uh, Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. And then I think something. Andrew Santino. Andrew Santino. Yeah. yeah. I haven't finished listening to the podcast, but I was like, "Damn, this is so cool, man!" Yeah, all smart, smart men in that in in that podcast. Yeah, people don't realize, man. Sometimes it's like people are like they give a backhanded compliment in 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 the sense that like, "Oh man, I didn't know comics were so smart." It's like, no, man. It's like <laughs> like comics have so many other interests outside of this that when you start hearing them just rattle off the shit they know, you're like, "Wow!" Like that's yeah. Joe Rogan. Go. It goes without saying that dude is his IQ is insane. Like he just knows yeah. so much about everything. Just smart guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. A lot of a lot of comics, man. You, you have your interests. Like you, you have your interest in books, right? You yeah, like I books. love books. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. I, I you like to read books a lot. Or write yeah. books. <laughs> well, I, I've started a million books. You know, writing, but I never finished any oh. of them. It's just like, oh hey, like I'm, I'm gonna do this one. I goes nowhere, you know. But mm-hmm. I would love to write a book. That would be badass, you know. It's like a lot of comics have written books too which yeah. i think is so cool like the russell peter book uh uh moshe kasher cash in the rye that's a great book too oh, I yeah. mean, there's so many comics have written books and it's like man i'd like to write something one day but yeah i do enjoy just reading books anything i can get my hands on really so oh, that's pretty cool and we we just happened to go to this um oh yeah big ass bookstore in downtown You've la probably been there the, oh, the, uh, the last the last the last uh, bookstore the last yeah. bookstore. yes oh that place oh, is my great god yeah that place. you were in there for how long <laughs> over an hour <laughs> no more yeah well, over an hour for it sure felt like 10 minutes yeah. like yes it's so much to see there yeah it was and and then they had a record section a bunch of records records they have live painting there sometimes they have like a stage i don't know if it's there. i haven't been there in a long yeah, they time they do have a stage yeah so they have live paintings there when they have like book readings and stuff like that uh, they so. used to have a comedy crawl because there used to be a club down there, like in one of the oh, buildings. So they do like a comedy crawl, like just an art walk, I should say. And people would just kind of hang out and, uh, you know, they end up at the bookstore. From the bookstore, they go to a coffee shop. So everyone just kind of made a rotation. And every, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes, they kind of stop and, you know, start wow. back up again. You know? Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So it's really cool. But, yeah, that bookstore is a big part of that crawl, art crawl. Wow. What are what are the kind of books you like to read? Man, I like all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, I, I'd say the last one, but I, I reread it, and it's uh, David Lynch finding the big fish. Mm. Um, which I think, if you know, if you're in the creative field, no matter what it is, I feel like you should read it. Ooh, um, no, <laughs> it's, write this down. <laughs> yeah, finding the big fish, but it's it, it's so cool because uh, you know. 
it hits a little bit about everything, and it was great to go back and read it and kind of refresh my mind on on certain things. Like, you know, one of the things that stood out this the second time I read it was, you know, when you're an artist, he says is like you kind of have to give yourself that time to get inspired. You know, it's very hard to have like a job or or stuff like that. Sure, you got to have a job to live, you know, and you know feed yourself so you can do the art, but. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's so important to give yourself. He's like, you can't be a painter and say, hey, I'm going to give myself an hour to paint something. It's like, you kind of have to let inspiration hit you and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So that was interesting. And then, uh, you know, the title is, you know, Finding the Big Fish. And Uh that analogy comes from, you know, in the creative fields, there's so many so many chances to, to catch a fish, you know, but you keep letting them go because you have faith in your ability uh, that you're gonna, you know, get the big fish. Wow. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, it's like um, the other saying that I kind of heard before that kind of parallels that is like, uh, not all money is good money. It's mm-hmm. basically that, you know, it's like, sure you can make money here and there, but it's like you're kind of holding yourself off to 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 make money in the right way, or mm-hmm. you know, you know, for the joke, you know, even writing jokes. The way I apply it was like, you know, it's you know, not going with the first joke that goes into your head. Mm-hmm. And trusting that because I have this premise and I think it's funny, I'm not going to go with the easy, quote unquote, hacky mm-hmm. way out. But I'm going to wait for the big fish to find that big pot and mm-hmm. I can grow from there. So there's a lot of parallels that you can find in that book that they talk about to comedy, which wow. I love. You know, yeah, yeah, And you also can. finding your voice, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talks about like uh, getting rid of a clown suit. And the clown suit is rubber, you know. So when you mm-hmm. first get out of this clown suit and get comfortable with your voice, there's a, like a level of stench because you've been sweating inside and anxiety, blah, blah, blah. So it's like that smell is going to take some time to get away, you know, you being uncomfortable in a new situation. <laughs> and with time, it's like you'll get rid of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you got rid of the clown suit, the rubber clown suit. You'll get rid of the smell as well with time. So it's like oh. it's, and, and the way I took it was. That's how you find your voice. It's going to take time. You know, you might say yeah. stuff that you're not comfortable with or it's like, oh, man, I offended somebody. But it's all in the and in, in working towards something, which is finding your voice or being comfortable, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I feel that's... like saying everything that I like, needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's so cool. He said uh, he also talks about like how he likes to like write everything down and. He may not know why he needs it, but he needs it. So, like, there's an example in there where he said that he was shooting a, a, a movie. And uh, there was, uh, like, a sound guy, like, part of a production, was standing in front of a mirror looking at himself. And uh, he was setting up to do another shot. And he told his people, he's like, no, 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 grab this shot right here. And he told the guy, don't move. He's like, what? He's like, don't move. So th- he made these people, like, break down mm-hmm. and set up for this shot. And he said it didn't pertain to the movie. And people were kind of saying, like, hey, you're wasting time. Why do you need this shot? It has nothing to do with the thing. It's like, I need this. So he didn't use it for that film. But he ended up inserting that shot into another film that he did later. Oh, wow. So it's wow. It, it was his way of, of, hey, I just thought of something. Let me write it down on my little notebook or on my phone. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and the way I look at it was I may not be mature enough as a comic to explore this premise now, but mm. I know in the future I probably know how to make this funny on stage. Yeah. You know, it's like I'll go on stage and say something. It's like, oh, fuck. It's not that it didn't work. I think uh, comedically I'm not mature enough to, to 
you know, take on this this premise at the moment. At so, the moment, yeah. But it, it'll always be there. You know, you don't wow. throw away your notebooks. You exactly. Wow. Yeah. You ever go back on your old notebooks and oh god, yes. And it's, you're like, I, I was writing this. And, and, <laughs> what? <laughs> or, actually, or, same or, jokes I say now. They're like, oh man, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> awful. <laughs> but uh, oh, go ahead. No, no. I was, I was gonna say it's it's, it's so it's so gut wrenching mm-hmm. going back. It's like finding your kindergarten journals or whatever like that. You write, you're like, oh, God, what was I talking about? I feel like I can apply that to one of my, my pictures that I take, like, that I've taken, like, oh, for my makeup. makeup. Yeah. And, like, I was going through it, my Instagram, the other day and just scrolling down. And I see one that I took, like, what, three years ago? She always wants to, to me, erase her old picture. I'm like, don't. Back, yeah, it's I know. your memories. I know. Right, right. But still, I don't know. You look at them, you're like, Because Lizzie's been killing on makeup lately on Instagram. Nah, dope. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. She's okay, all, bring it back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I think bring it's cool. <laughs> you know, you're an artist, you know, just as, mm-hmm. as, as we are. But it's like, yes, it's painful to go back and see whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it's like, there's something nice about looking at that old video picture, whatever it is. It's like, Look, that's where I was, and I thought that was good. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, I was taking the picture, and I'm yeah. like, at that time, I'm like, yeah, I'm badass. You know, you're doing your little pose and your makeups, and you think it's all good. A picture in front of the door. No, <laughs> you but see you the door look at back. your. I look like my makeup, and now I'm like, she uses oh. like these backgrounds, these really <laughs> nice telas. You know, she has. That's great. That's looks, that's progress. Like you know? she has, little by little, she's been getting like these lights, these studio lights. People might think we're doing porn in there. So. <laughs> Let them. <laughs> Let them. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's a really that. And so that you can learn so much from books like that, right? Like you can apply it to your own life and yeah. people from all walks of life. Yeah, no matter what it is that you do, because mm-hmm. it's like I'm going to get that book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding the big fish, David Lynch, and um, you know he's also a. Uh, a practitioner of a TM, which is a transcendental meditation. <gasps> yes, okay. which I do. Turn this off. You do it? Yeah, I, I do it. I've done it for a couple oh my years. God. Oh, he's cool. told me about it. It's just recently um, on another podcast. I was listening about it, and now you bring it up. It's it's crazy. Uh, it's, it's been my saving grace. I, I I'd, I'd say that you know it's you know I, I think every culture, every religion has a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, Catholics have a rosary. Um, you know, Buddhists have the mala, you know, 108 beads. Uh, Muslims have like a rosary type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's essentially prayer re- repetition. It's a it's a it's a way of meditating. But I think uh, TM is just a, like a very simplistic uh, way to meditate, and I and and I think it helps a lot. You know, it's like so that's how I ended up at that book. You know, reading more about David Lynch and what mm-hmm. he had to say, and he talks about transcendental meditation oh in the gosh. book too. So <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, it's it's it's, it's awesome. You know, you try how many to, times you do it. Uh, you're supposed to do it twice a day for 20 minutes at a time, so uh, 40 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes schedules get crazy. Oh yeah, you know whatever it is. So it's like. 10 minutes or if I just do it in, in the morning, I just have to wake up earlier. You know, if, if I know I just have to give myself that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, when I go a long time without doing it, I do feel it, you know? Mm. So you have a mantra? Yeah. They're giving they. so you go to this thing, uh, you can go on the website, I think, or whatever. But they you, charge money, don't they? They do. But, uh, some areas it's subsidized, you know, by the program. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can get it cheaper in like, a you know, under, I don't, I don't know, like, you don't want to type in Beverly Hills zip code <laughs> is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's going to be expensive, you yeah. know. But, yeah, uh, there's different places that c- kind of give you a subsidized, like, 
like amount. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate that they kind of charge for something like Do that. Do they charge you to find your mantra? Is that what no? It they is? they they uh, they give you one. You know, oh, they, they give you. They one. issue you one, and it's kind of the one that you keep and you know you hold and. They look at you and they're like, "Okay." This I don't is know exactly <laughs> how they they that's, that's that's actually very interesting. I would love to read I'm into that and, and see how they kind of arrive at at giving you a mantra, but. Um, yeah, it's good. I, 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 and and look, you don't have to do the TM. There's so many other, yeah. Like YouTube is is a huge library of meditation videos, guided ones. That if you have five minutes, find a five minute guided meditation. You oh, have yeah. twenty minutes, do that. There's one, there's some on there for an, like an hour. So it's mm-hmm. like if you have that much free time and you just want to wind down, I mean, it's, it's there. So you don't necessarily have to do TM. I mean, you can just get the same benefit from a, just a breathing meditation, you know, yeah. just controlling yeah. your breathing. Mm-hmm. What's the most you've done? Uh, continuous. like No, TM or just any meditation. The longest I've done, yeah. like a session? Mm-hmm. I'd say about 20 minutes, you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, 20 minutes twice a day you know it's a good regimen that i had and you just clear your mind of everything and yeah because your mind's always going and going mm. and going and going and you and say your mantra yeah you say your mantra you repeat it but see the cool thing about it is like when you meditate it's like after a while you learn not to push so a lot of people get discouraged because like hey i'm gonna start meditating and then it's like i kept thinking about popsicle sticks or whatever <laughs> is on your mind you know it's like yeah. I, I couldn't get it. it's like no just embrace it Go you know it's like it, it, it's telling you something you know it's like yeah. you don't have the like we don't have the proper brain fluid to to understand why we're thinking that it just it is what it is acknowledge it don't neglect it you know mm-hmm. and eventually it'll go away or you know obviously you want a quiet space but if 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 uh you know, a motorcycle passes by and you're in the middle of a meditation. You're like, oh, I got distracted or, or my face keeps itching. Just yeah. scratch your face, you know, acknowledge it. You're not you're, you're not neglecting it, you know, mm-hmm. which is also why you meditate. So it's like when you're out and about in the real world and somebody comes up to you and, you know, for no reason goes, hey, fuck you, man. It's just, okay, you just roll with it. All right, mm-hmm. cool, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. And you just go about it. It's not going to disrupt your rhythm in the day. You know? Wow. Because well, if you don't do that, somebody says, fuck you. Hey, man, what the fuck? And then you <laughs> want to throw down. It's like now you're playing so, his game. So this helps you on um, on like stuff like your anger and stuff? Awareness. Awareness. Is, is what oh. it comes down to. You're you're aware. You can make better decisions. Like Better decisions. Like the example of the guy saying, fuck you. You can okay. decide to duke it out with this guy. Oh, mm-hmm. I need to do it Or then. you can decide to <laughs> go about your day, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, not not paying no attention and just being, you know, mindful and, and just aware, you know, the more awareness you have. Mm-hmm. Actually, on, on the way here, I was listening to this, um, which I highly recommend. I just told my buddy about it. I was talking to him on the, on the phone. Uh, Bob Proctor. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's like a big advocate back in the day before the whole secret was popular. He mm-hmm. was he was guys. He, he was one of the guys who had seminars talking about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says Bob Bob Proctor, the best law of attraction video ever, blah, blah. Ooh, yeah. And he breaks it down, and it's just, you know, it, it it just says, like, you know, there's different frequencies. So I really love the uh, this thing that he said. He says, why does somebody make $25,000 a year? Because they don't know how to make 50000 And then, mm. And people are like, nah, you don't really understand that. So he's like, why does somebody have a headache? Uh, because they don't know how to get rid of it. But as soon as they're exposed on how to get rid of it, they will get rid of it. So mm-hmm. a person who makes twenty five thousand doesn't know how to make fifty, but until until that one thing clicks or they get that promotion, they know how to do a new skill, they will jump on to the next thing. So that's 
us there's different levels of like frequencies or understanding that that we have mm. and mm-hmm. you know when they say you know change your thinking and you'll attract you know what you want because thinking is like a vibration yeah. mm-hmm. um essentially uh everything is is moving everything has a a frequency a vibration you know so it's like you can attract that you know to yourself oh another another example which i thought was was interesting is like the whole idea of coincidences like we don't understand it. so it's like mm-hmm. sometimes you'll be out and about and i'm like oh man i should give my mom a call and you call and she's like oh i'm glad you called you know you know mm. that kind of scenario is yeah. like that that's because that that energy was put out there and we brush it off and here he says we brush it off as a coincidence it's like mm-hmm. it's not you it, it somehow was attracted you know you picked oh, up on that frequency wow. or, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. yeah so and and he says so th- this video is very old you know so like he talks about it's like you ever you know pick up the phone or like the receiver and you, and you go to dial somebody but that mm. person's on the phone it was like oh man i was just about All to call you, with you. <laughs> right yeah 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 because you guys are are uh, i mean you guys are married you We're guys soulmates bro you're soulmates come on dad <laughs> you don't have to blush when you say soulmates it's just me bro that's so funny as dudes we get all weird when we talk, talk about oh like my that. god all the time <laughs> 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 soulmates and then it's like uh, <laughs> but yes you know it's like uh-huh. you know as, as uncomfortable as it make us may make us feel but yes i mean you guys are yeah. are connected at a higher frequency than than most you know some mm-hmm. people will never see that 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 feel that connection you know? one thing that's pretty weird with me is uh for some reason not always but i've noticed a coincidence that my mom and my dad always tend to call me on the same day and they're divorced they oh, don't wow. even live in the same city but you're the connection. You yeah. Know? You, you and really? them have. I'll that's... have missed calls from both or I talk to oh, them both the same day. It's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, when, when somebody gives you like, sends you a text and you're like, I'm, I'm going to call them back as soon as I get this. And you're about to call mm-hmm. and they call in. Yeah. I, I don't dismiss that as a coincidence. You know? Okay. So, so um, it's kind of like the, the law of attraction then it, or some kind it, of frequency it, that was put out there. Yeah. You can, you, you know, you, you. So it's like it's like a radio. If you tune if you tune it to one hundred five point five, you're gonna get this thing, you know. But if 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 you tune it to a frequency like a like a ninety nine point I don't know three, mm-hmm. it's it's static. It's it's nothing there. So you might as well tune in. So depending on what you tune your head to, changing your thoughts uh-huh. positive, that's what you attract. That's what you're tuning into. That's what yeah. you're listening or attracting. So wow, that's so cool. I always I've told a story in the podcast before, but it's kind of like. The way we met you at um oh my god stop it that's what i was just you were just thinking that no yeah well it was that's crazy no no i'm so serious that's crazy no no i'm so serious because i was about to say that isn't it so crazy like from the day one when we met him like he did a simple little action of kindness right Mm-hmm. And now we're here because of that, of that one little thing he, he did. He keeps giving kindness. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no, that just... No, fuck that. I'm pushing for fun. And you kiss him. Um, yeah, because of that, it always reminds me that simple action I'll, I'll, of kindness, yeah. you know, I'll tell can go a story for the listeners that, don't, that haven't heard it. Oh, um, but yes. um, uh, me and Lizzie were looking for an open mic for me to hit up while in L.A. And we looked up flappers and uh, we went to the wrong one. We ended up going not to the Burbank one, but uh, when you were uh, you were headlining at uh, uh, Claremont. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. accidentally went there, and uh, we pushed the door. It was locked. locked. You came outside to have a smoke. 
Yeah. And you're like, uh, are you guys trying to get in? I'm like, yeah, we're here for the open mic. And you said, no, that's the other uh, flappers. I'm like, oh, crap. And, and you could have been like, a dick, you know, but you yeah. did it. You, you, said, yeah. you like, said, but uh. there's a show going on. <laughs> and we're like, um, oh, really? Okay. And he's like, yeah. And you opened the door for us. It was locked. It was. It, you're like, it's a private show, but, um, you know, you could probably just pay them whatever, 15 or 10 bucks. As we're walking in, you're, <laughs> you said, I'll be in there in a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, why are you telling me that? You let me in. That's yeah. it, bro. We go in, I'm like, okay, thank you, but why are you telling me that? We go in there. We sit down in a nice spot. There's like, all these guys go up, and then you go up at the end. We're, we're like, like oh. that's the guy that lives in. That's the guy that lives in. <laughs> and you were headlining it. Uh, yeah, that, that's you, I think you told me it was your first one, right? First and last time I was there. Oh, okay. First and last time. <laughs> yeah. But I think you told me on the previous podcast, it might have been the first headlining gig you ever did or something like that it could yeah. have been or something yeah out here i think out it here? was yeah yeah and in, in california i think it was it, it was, was like it over was, four or five years ago it definitely like was okay and you know what's crazy I, Wait, I, I since that day yeah. yeah yeah well over five six yeah, years we're already going five years in vegas baby it was six before years. we lived in vegas no no it was in vegas we were living in vegas already Okay, because yeah, we yeah. lived in Vegas a little over mm -hmm. four years. So it could okay, be yeah. six years, five? could be four or five, I'm thinking, because yeah. we, we're going on five years in Vegas, oh and gosh. we were in Vegas already. Okay, wow. Damn. What's crazy is that that night, I don't know, did I tell you this? Uh, the there, story of the kid? The kid. Yes. That's crazy, too, that, that there was a little kid, he went into the show, and um, I got invited out to the show. I've, I forgot who put the show on. Mm -hmm. Um. Actually, you know what? I think it was Peter Sayers' show. The show you did when we missed yeah. that one. Okay, yeah, so it was a private show, right? It was a private. It was someone's birthday. I felt something like that. It was like yeah, someone's it, birthday. like it, like he put on the show, and I think he invited a bunch of family and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. So he just said, "Do you want to come clo uh, come close it out?" I said, "Great." Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a little kid in there, which I thought was strange. I didn't know that until afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I talked to the kid, and 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 uh, he just kept staring at me. And he's like, uh, "I'm like, I I feel like you want to do stand up." He's like, "Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, kind of." And then later he hits me up. He's like, "Hey, I, I've been doing stand up." And then I wow. see him at one of the shows. He comes out, and he's he's dope. You know, he's yeah. a little kid. He's young, but I mean, you could definitely see that that's what he should be doing you know yeah. mm -hmm. and uh yeah i met his his mom and dad and cool people and mm -hmm. it was just crazy he kept hitting me up and that so so that day a lot of good things happened a lot you know? of good things yeah. happened man crazy wow, you touched multiple people's lives that yeah. Night. <laughs> yeah yeah you killed them like oh man he was so funny. and i was so proud too because uh not this might sound racist but they were all white dudes or something and then uh, the, to have a hispanic dude close it and kill it holy shit oh, it was so man. cool yeah, yeah no it was fun man yeah but i just want to reiterate that i'm not i'm not a nice guy so dope <laughs> you know what i mean i was so dope to the pope uh, no. no and and the, the law of attraction be, like we we wanted to or maybe not i don't know like what you said like the frequency we're putting it out there and you know so many good things have happened happened out of it like i think last time i was out here you were hanging out and uh thanks to you i met dave Chappelle. oh that's oh, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're like you want to go to the comedian's bar the secret yeah. secret, secret bar or something like that yeah the video room <laughs> uh -huh. the, the video room they they uh they turned it into a bar so yeah. he was there and i went to go say hi i'm like hey just you know come through when i go over there and we said hi it was very simple yeah very simple but it was just like a you know mm -hmm. that's another thing i'm always very mindful not to like intrude or, or bother somebody just a quick i, I feel like a quick hi mm -hmm. is great and anything more than that if, if they're inclined to say hey let's chat then great if not hey just wanted to say hi you know yeah, and, and, and i feel love. that just starts 
mm-hmm. a good thing. You know, yeah. it's like even. They might not even like you, like oh, <laughs> right. but a high mm-hmm. is cool. You know, you keep mm-hmm. it cordial, respectful. Right. That's it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, crazy. Crazy. I, know, I was so jealous when I saw that yeah. on the picture. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you little. Because <laughs> you took the picture afterwards, right? Yeah. So, um, this drunk guy in the audience from like um, Italy or something. He was from from Europe. Very drunk, and he was heckling Dave. But he was one of those guys that thinks he's helping the show. Oh. So Dave was making fun of him. People were really having a good time. And then at the end of the show, um, this guy kept talking to us. And uh, like if we're buddies and stuff. At the end of the show, <laughs> we're walking out with him at the same time. And he rushes Dave. And he's like, Dave, can I take a picture? And I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to jump on. And I, I grab my phone. And I'm like, use my camera. And then I jacked him. Um, so this guy, I never saw him again. But he added me on Facebook. I tagged him. So that he could have it too, and then, but then then that's a famous picture. <laughs> but I feel proud that I didn't bug Dave. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you just, did. You you had him do the dirty work. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just hopped. I I piggybacked. That's what I did. Yeah, but we used my phone. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, man, that's that's pretty cool. That, uh, um, the kind of things that you could put out there in the universe. Uh, what was the name of that video? Because uh, oh. I want to look it up later on. And watch uh, it. The best law of attraction video ever. Mm. But it's basically just Bob Proctor doing one of his uh, seminars. You know, okay. It's all old. and He's the writer of The Secret? No, he's like a big advocate of oh, it. Okay, you know, okay. So it's like y- you can recall seeing him and he looks way younger here. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely in that in the, the newer version that everyone talks about. You know, the law of attraction. All, also, what people don't understand is like I remember reading reading something where it said uh, – uh, the secret is uh, so all these all these ideas and school of thoughts. They say those are uh, uh, fragments of the book "Think and Grow Rich," which is uh, Napoleon Hill, mm. and he was commissioned by. Um, uh, I could be wrong on this one. So Andrew, uh, the steel guy, um, Andrew Carnegie, right? Mm-hmm. So he was commissioned to have this book written and it was basically how to find success and you know it breaks everything down it's a huge book so the secret is a fragment of that book Ooh, you know okay so i thought that was interesting once i started reading that, that, that you want to talk about mind-blowing oh, shit whoa, whoa, whoa. that one right there <laughs> whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? so yeah yeah it's it's it, everything's all connected you know it's like yeah. all, all those things kind of speak towards something which is just be cool be mindful mm-hmm. be aware yeah you know yeah. Um, and then everything kind of takes care of itself. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, wow, that's pretty cool, man. Um, it, it, is the secret kind of like what it has? It, does it have to do with the um, dream boards or whatever, something like that? I've that heard helps. Of, yeah, I'm, have I'm, you heard of those? Yeah, because you're visualizing it. You're you know, visualizing it, it's almost stuff? like a like a set list. You know, uh-huh. your set list oh, for life. You okay. know, oh. you see the picture of the house. You see the picture of the car. You see. I don't know what, you know, a logo of a, of a network you want to be on, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or you I know, a that. show. Yeah. We bought. <laughs> okay, this is how we are. <laughs> Not time. all the time, but we see something we want to do and we get started a little bit and then uh, we don't fall through. So we wanted to do a dream board and we bought the bought the board, board. a whiteboard. <laughs> we even did some cutouts, right? I, I emailed her a bunch of Google images of like a, print this out. <laughs> a Dodge Challenger, Jim Carrey at the comedy store. <laughs> yeah. But we never. <laughs> glue them on the board hey but guess what <laughs> now we're over no, here in the basement of the comedy store we're gonna do it 
No, but oh. I think that Jim Carrey with the logo of the comedy store behind him, he is this famous picture of Jim Carrey with yep. just a sock on his dick. Right. Have you seen that one? Yep, yep. And, it, you know, he's in front of the, uh, I think, on stage or I something. I think it's 15-year anniversary or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, here we are now doing a co- uh, podcast. I was not expecting this. I thought we were going to be out there chilling on the little stool with my equipment. We're using the... But that's how things happen sometimes. Yeah. You don't expect it, you know? So, mm-hmm. again, that, that's another thing that helps, you know, you, not setting any type of expectations, but, you know, just being... Hey, I'm, 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 I want to do this, mm-hmm. and then whatever happens, great. You know, there's no yeah. expectation because if you have expectation, you, you, there's three things that can happen: you didn't meet them, you exceeded mm-hmm. them, or it's just like ah, it's indifferent. But if you don't have anything, you have one choice, and that's you know, right. you know exactly what to expect. Can you share with us a little bit? Maybe if you don't want to reveal it, that's fine. But what do you what do you f- feel like? What what are you throwing out there for you in your career in your comedy career? In the future, um, I I told myself that I wanted to, um, I wanted to be on Comedy Central, right? Mm-hmm. And, and um, so I wanted to be on Comedy Central, and I and I had showcased uh, one year for Adam Devine's house party, right? Mm-hmm. And I showcased, but I did not get it for season one, you know, and I was I was upset. And I just told myself, you know, and I kept saying it out loud. I'm going to get on comedy. Center. I, I would like be driving. I'll be driving somewhere. And uh, if anyone heard me or whatever, like this guy's nuts, because I would just say it out loud, mm-hmm. like r- repeating to myself. And I just kept working. I kept working on 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 that set. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember cutting out the logo for the Comedy Central thing, mm-hmm. and I just put it on my door. No board, no nothing. I just, I just put it on my door. So <laughs> the first thing I saw when I got up, I saw it. You know, getting ready, I opened the door. So as I leave my room, that was the first image I saw, and the last image, kind of that I saw. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to bed, I walk in, and subconsciously, I just felt like I just saw it. Again, this is me just probably just talking bs or whatever and it mm-hmm. sounds crazy but i felt like there was something there that helped me get that you know yeah. so i just put it out there then i showcased and then sure enough i ended up getting it and it was it was it, I, I felt like it was meant to be like it was mm-hmm. it was so exciting you know mm-hmm. um um but yeah it's, it's like sometimes not having expectations mm-hmm. just help i'll give you i'll give you another example it's just just kind of weird that happened. So I got a buddy pass to fly from uh, JFK back home, right? What's a buddy pass? Uh, mm-hmm. Like a free, not a free, but it's like a, if, if you know somebody who Oh, you're like on the, standby. On standby for until there's an opening on the plane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this buddy pass and the, the plane was scheduled to leave JFK at like 7 a.m., you know? So I got up really early, train and everything in, in New York. I gave myself enough time. I checked in. There was like a flight more or less like every hour, hour and a half leaving. I missed every fucking uh, trip leaving JFK. How? And I was just going, (laughs) no, like missing it because there was no room. There's no room. So you're on standby. I thought you actually like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the flights. I said that wrong for sure. (laughs) Every every time my flight comes in, he's at the bar. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fuck it. I'll get the next one. Another round. Ah, oh, man, I miss the, miss right. the next one. <laughs> I made it sound that way for sure. So I have a buddy pass, and you know every flight is is, is to capacity, mm-hmm. and and I see my name on the standby list go from like number thirty something. It's coming down to seventeen. Then I get bumped up to twenty four. It's like it's awful, right? And I keep and I keep chasing this plane where it's coming in. So I go from one terminal to the next. So I don't even have time to like knock out and sleep. I'm like 
it, oh. it's, it's bad, bro. Yeah. So now it's 8.30, and I told myself, and I just said it out loud, you know, I'm like, I just want to lay down and just sleep the whole way, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, uh, it's down to three people on on the list, and I'm 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 defeated, you know. I'm I'm sitting on like carry on, just <laughs> just fucking pissed, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm like, so. I just want to go in there and sleep, you know. I just, I, I was just like, I was delirious, you know, yeah. just talking to myself and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to go home. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm just picturing you saying that. I out know, loud. me too. <laughs> I'm like a little kid when I'm like, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm tired or hungry. I'm just like a little kid. I have the uh, mannerisms of, of a little kid. It's like, dude, you're Grown there. man, <laughs> so delirious right now. Haven't ate since breakfast. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, anyways, that's not another, good. No, yeah. no, that's another subject. But anyway, envision food right no, now. Yeah, we're gonna eat some food right now. <laughs> so, so I'm chilling there, and then uh, it's down to three people, and uh, so I'm third. There's two people ahead of me, but there's a there's a so so I tell him it's like, hey, how how likely is it for me to get on? It's like ah, I don't know. Hang tight. Then they call for the family in front of me, and it's a family of three. Mm-hmm. And they say, two of you guys could leave. The mom and the kid can leave now, and you can go on a separate flight. They're like, uh, no, somebody else shows up, right? So now it's down it, It's down to one, mm-hmm. one ticket. Mm-hmm. And uh, they tell me, no, no, they tell another couple or whatever. They're in front of me. It, it worked out weird. They're in front of me, and it's like, hey, you can leave, and then – You'll meet them back home or whatever. And they're like, no, we don't want to break up, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lady is like, you're on. Go in there. <laughs> and it's like minute, like like they're about to close the thing. So I run down the thing and I'm just happy. Bro, <laughs> I get seat 1A on this on this huge plane. Dude, I get first class. Oh, oh shit. No. The one where you can lay down all the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was crazy. They have a TV too? Like on the, the TV. Yeah. I mean, food. <sighs> Food. Food. They had ice cream. Like what? ice cream. Uh, yeah, it was all like the oh. salad, the 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 chicken. I was just like, which wow. at the time I was like, fuck, I'm so tired. I want to like enjoy all this food. So I'm like <laughs> trying to stay awake, you know, just eating and shit, and then going yeah. back to bed. But I don't know. There was something there too. It was yeah. Like, you know, you you were saying that out loud. I just want to lay down and sleep. It's it just like, worked okay, out. I got you. VIP status. <laughs> <laughs> but that was another thing too. It's like me getting upset or whatever. It was like it was outside of my control. Mm-hmm. So there was no sense in me getting upset. Yeah. If I just would have kept cool, like at the end there was a big payout. You know, there was, mm-hmm. it, it was it, it, it's going to work out in the end. You know, it's yeah. Like, you know, wow. That's so hard though to not for sure get upset or to you know. Um, remind yourself that when things are out of your control and to you know keep cool and i think because nothing you could do can change you know as far as realizing that it's out of your hands because sometimes just being mindful of Uh realizing that it's out of your control Mm -hmm. some people you don't you don't realize that and you're stressing out yeah and meditation probably helps obviously knowing that hey the situation's out of your control bro you know yeah yeah, yeah it's, of, yeah, it's out of your control. But look, all of that is easier said than done. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I still struggle with it. You know, it's like, yeah. and, and and I just learn stuff along the way, and it makes it easier. You know, to to deal with anxiety, depression, but all, mm-hmm. all that because we all all get it. If you're even if you're not in the creative field, you 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 suffer from that at some point. But I think with the creative field, we get the highs are high, and the lows are low, mm-hmm. and then it seems like we can never maintain a balanced in between, you know, it's always like 
oh, man, I, I just got a phone call. I'm like, do this. And the next minute is like, oh, it fell through. Blah, blah. Well, I said no to another gig to do this. Now I'm like, I feel like in a worse spot than I was before. Yeah. Who cares, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So true. <laughs> yeah, you, such a good episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See, I'm See, be but the reason notes. that you're here is, is, is you put yourself in this, mm-hmm. in, in this position. You've, you've, you've made the effort. You know, both of you guys have made the effort to come out, you mm-hmm. know, to L.A. and get to know people and, mm-hmm. you know, get to know the guys here at the comedy store. You built that relationship. Yeah. I mean, you've, you recorded a bunch of podcasts with, with guys here at the store. So it's, mm-hmm. you're building rapport. There, there's no coincidence why you're here, you know? And I think a lot of people take it for granted, you know, this room. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I see the joy that you got from like, oh, this is where Joe Rogan is. Like, mm-hmm. s- sometimes we forget that. And it's those little things. If you pay attention to those little things, I, yeah. I, I think it makes everything a lot better. You know, it's like we get so jaded yeah. in this business. But it's like a simple thing like, fuck, this is where Joe Rogan recorded uh, a live podcast just a few days ago. Yeah. Like, that's huge. And and before comedy, that, that, that meant the world. Now we're in it. We get a little jaded. We don't uh-huh. appreciate it as much. But, yeah, that's yeah we often are reminded by that you you, you reminded me of that when when mm-hmm. i saw your your genuine reaction like, yeah wow this is it yeah yeah Dude, it, 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 what you're saying it reminds me of what i heard this comic i forgot who it was but when they asked him about do you get tired of doing the same old jokes or the same jokes you know your routine every single night he's like sometimes i do but when i do my jokes in front of people i never heard of before it reminds me of a little kid opening christmas presents mm. You know, this joy of surprise, what it is. It's like when I do my comedy in front of an audience member that never seen me perform and they, they, they get hit with the punchline and they didn't see it coming and they're genuinely laughing. He's yeah. like, that's what keeps me going. He's like, yeah, I mean, that's why we still do comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got a glimpse of that and we want to, you know, do it over and over again. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't have kids, but I can only imagine a parent seeing your kid un- unwrap a, a gift, you know, uh-huh. where it's just like, you know, they've been working their ass off to get good grades and you yeah. get them the PlayStation, the le- the latest uh, PlayStation. And that look on their face is probably like, man, I want to keep giving you this, you know, now you keep working hard so I can keep giving you this, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's the same feeling. I think it's Santa we get or, you know, from, for, for makeup when you, when you nail it, you're like, Oh, I've never done this before, but this is, this oh, is great. I see. She gets excited. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, and you should, you know, cause it's like, we come a long way, you know, we, we work very hard at it, you know? I don't know. It was yeah. crazy cause, um, during the convention, mm-hmm. uh, I met a few, pe- a few people and obviously you have to talk about how, <clears throat> you got started and mm-hmm. for me it took i mean i'm 29 and it took me mm-hmm. almost 20 i found what my passion at 28 mm-hmm. and it's like you see all these <clears throat> people at the convention they're younger uh-huh. and you're like damn why didn't i get that when i was like it came to me yeah. late right but uh it's so crazy like once you know you have it it's cool uh on the way over here on the trip it's funny because i started comedy at 28 <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she found what she really likes doing at 28. <laughs> so, so last crazy. year, <laughs> I know. five years apart. But um, it, you know, like sometimes it takes a while to find out what you really want to do. Like yeah. she, she was gonna go to school for a doctor and nurse, and and she got her associate's degree, and she's like, that's not really what I want to do. It's like she, you know, I she figured out sure. what she wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool now because now she's, you know, as an artist, she shows me her new stuff and then I show her my jokes or like my set. Look, babe, this is That's my great. set tonight. You know, like, you know, and, and, and together you'll find the success that you guys both want. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, also 
go, going back to that video that I just saw you about Proctor, they they talk about it's like there's there's a difference. You know, faith is the opposite of fear. So it's like you almost have the knowledge and understanding to go into faith. So you 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 had the faith to say, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna do what I guess society tells me or or wherever you got the notion to be a doctor, mm-hmm. whatever." It's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do makeup, and yes, it's gonna be fucked up and hard, but it's like I'm 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 happy doing it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you had the faith to do it. You know, it's the first thing out of all the things I've wanted to do in my life that I really truly didn't dive in and look how much money they made or whether I cared. That was like number one priority that for me, it was just getting better at the craft and just being around it because it made me happy. Right. And that was the first time when I realized that I'm like, wow, this is truly what you want to do, you know? And mm-hmm. it was scary to admit it. Cause it was something I never thought in a million years that I would like totally be into. Right. But here we are, you know, and you sacrifice everything else to do this. And I oftentimes like, you know, the self doubt, like the self doubt or whatever it's like you think about it like early on when i started doing comedy and then i stopped for a little bit to go to school or whatever people are like are you still doing that thing and it's such a painful <laughs> thing to say um oh, i'm not doing it right now you know it's just a yeah. little fucked up but you know deep down inside you have the faith and and people use the word faith it's like not in the religious religious context but just you know having faith in yourself that you will do something you know and it's scary because for the first time is you're not going to rely on an employer to like necessarily pay your way or pay your bills like you're relying on your on yourself you're you're the boss boss. Mm -hmm. yeah but i'd rather as i told you many times (laughs) i'd rather be my own boss Mm -hmm. and yeah working well, I, I heard, uh, I think it was Jason Tebow and um, uh, Steve Simone, I think, or but definitely one uh, Jason Jason Tebow. He said, if you if you decide to do like if you are willing to do the thing you love for free, then eventually you deserve to get paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you reach some kind of mastery level in your craft, you know, mm-hmm. and that deserves compensation, you know. Hell yeah. It, it sucks. Well, that, that work you put in, right? Yeah. <laughs> the investment, the stuff yeah. you spend on. It's, uh, you know, they say, why do why do athletes get paid so much? You know, it's like, this is not my idea. Somebody told me this, but it's like, uh, it's like, why do athletes get paid so much or, or comedians or actors? He said, because that's all back pay from the time in the gym, yeah. you know, for an athlete mm-hmm. pumping weights, cooking his own chicken to, you know, bulk up or what, what, whatever that is or mm-hmm. like. For us comics, driving to a gig, you know, that you don't get gas money and you get there, you got to buy a drink. You know what I mean? The time went, it's all opportunity cost and it's all back pay for a mm-hmm. long time. And then after a while, you do profit from it. But, but they don't see that. They they don't see that. They just they see, see overnight success. the outcome. Like, like, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, fool. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. it took time. <laughs> yeah. Long hours. Yeah. You know, so. D- did you ever imagine yourself uh, when you were a kid that one day you would be a comedian? Looking back, I feel like I, w- I had glimpses of that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But, again, not being exposed to that frequency or that level. Because like, my mm-hmm. parents are, you know, my mom is my mom was a, a live-in maid. You know, she cleaned houses. And my father was a construction worker and a, and a gardener. That's all he did. There was nobody in my family who was even remotely associated with, you know, showbiz, a, a musician or anything. I mean, they... I had a couple family members who sang, but it was just never like a thing where they made money from it. It mm-hmm. was everyone worked. Everyone had blue collar jobs, you know, and um, 
so yeah being a comic I, I i didn't imagine that and i think i was exposed to like you know uh mexican cinema you know the cantinflas mm-hmm. uh you know resortes <clears throat> or or uh el chavo mm-hmm. you know and he was a playwright you know uh luis bolaños you know was a was a playwright so that to me was insane it's like not only can you make money mm-hmm. off of jokes is that like you can make money off of off of playwright you know writing a play or something so mm-hmm. you start getting exposed to that and then at the time don francisco used to bring on these uh mexican comedians who used to tell jokey jokes mm-hmm. and i would memorize them i mean mm-hmm. i would literally sit there and write them and, and memorize and practice them and then you know tell them so deep down inside there was always that need to to get attention in that way mm-hmm. of making people laugh and then you know, as I got older, I got exposed to like a George Lopez, uh, Paul Rodriguez, uh, Louis Anderson was a big one for me. Life with Louis, the cartoon. Mm, uh, I remember watching that. <laughs> yeah, Howie Mandel, Bobby's World. You know, mm. so in my eyes, so this is another thing. Most people think that being a comedian is like you know you get the hour specials and uh, you get a sitcom, you know that kind of thing. In my head, it was always you do stand up and you get the cartoon, right? Because mm-hmm. I saw it with. Mm-hmm. Louis Anderson, Howie Mandel. Mm-hmm. So when Bill Burr got his his uh, cartoon, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit!" Like he did it, you know. <laughs> he yeah. Made like, it. yeah, he made it, you know. Yeah, because that's what that's still the idea that I have ingrained in my head, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Hopefully, one day I'll have my cartoon. Yeah, cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. that'd be hella cool, man. That'd be great. No, you will. You yeah. will. I you will have a cartoon. Will. <laughs> I will have a cartoon. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah, I will start visualizing it for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All the help I can get. Yeah, can you yeah. visualize me being a successful makeup artist yeah. and you two at the same time? Ready? One, yeah, two, three. Okay, go. Uh, successful makeup artist. Successful makeup artist. I just want to lay down and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. I, I hear like the show starting upstairs already. I could hear people. Yeah. Uh, what time does it start? Seven. You're about to doors go Doors open. Yeah, yeah doors open He's at right. 7 o'clock. Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start wrapping up. Yeah. That way yeah. you have time to get your head straight. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, thank you so much, man. Thank this you. is awesome. Uh, and recently you did a podcast with Rick Ingram and Eleanor Kerrigan here. Yeah. The Comedy Store Podcast. Everybody That's right. needs to check that episode out. It was so great. Yeah, a bunch of stories, me talking smack. <laughs> yeah, bro. And also, like, um, you could just hear also the stories that you were saying. You, you feel... It's cool to see you... Um, uh, like telling these cool stories. Are you, are you really close to Eleanor and Rick? Yeah. Yeah. There it is. feels like you were like, man, you were just in like, um, in the it, zone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm in awe, like literally, like I kid you not, I am uh-huh. in awe of Rick and Eleanor. Uh-huh. These are two people who are very kind to me when I got here, like very kind. Yeah. You know? And this place was not very welcoming initially. Yeah. And it's very welcoming now, but I mean, I'm in awe of of Eleanor and Rick's uh, both as comedians yeah. and as people. So it's like I'm, I'm, yeah, I was so flattered that they asked me. I'm yeah. like, oh, like you could have asked. I mean, yeah. I know they're going through everyone, but I was just like, it felt mm-hmm. like out of place for them to say, hey, do you want to do the thing? I'm like, yeah. oh, really, me? Yeah. <laughs> the stories you were telling, man, they, they were awesome. Everybody needs to listen to that episode as well for the Comedy Store podcast. Yeah, such a good yeah. show. Cool, brother. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, JesusTrejo.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, at JesusTrejo. 
Uh, I have a podcast that I'm not consistent with called uh, My Friends Are Your Friends. You will yeah. be consistent. I will be consistent <laughs> and I will have you guys on. Yeah. Um, and you guys will check it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Twitter, Instagram is at Jesus Trejo and then the number one. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys yeah. both for always being very uh, kind and welcoming. No, thank me. you. Yeah. You guys have shown me amazing hospitality and uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, bro. Um, yeah, Any you guys shows? Are great. Any shows you have? Um, I'm actually right gonna... now seven thirty. <laughs> oh, tonight! If you guys want to come over, you guys yeah. come over right twenty now. minutes <laughs> into the future here, but into the past when you guys hear it. Um, uh, I, I'm actually going to be at the Vegas. They're doing some comedy festival in, uh, oh, in Vegas, yeah. May. Oh, okay. In, in, in May. So I'll be doing that. It's uh, 18, 19, okay. 20. I'm going to say Perfect. three days. Yeah, three days. So I got that coming up. Um, I'll be at Cobbs in uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. first week of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be in Sacramento in February. Levity, uh, third week in February. And that's about it, really. That's good. Cool, yeah, so man. all local stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, the listener side, you're in those cities. Go check them out. I got a lot of friends out there. and A lot of my downloads are from San Francisco. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, I, I, I love the Bay, man. A lot of yeah. stage time to be had. I don't know if you mm-hmm. ever gigged out there. Yeah. A lot of open mics to be had, man. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we we got up. What I got up quite a few times over there with my buddy Chris Dorn. Oh, cool! There. You know Chris Dorn, right? Have you I, heard of him? I feel like I have. He opens for Felipe a lot. He middles. Mm, yeah, he's up there in San Francisco. I need a. I need to introduce you to him. Mm-hmm. That's a great connection. Yeah, I would love right to there. say hi. Yeah, cool, brother. Well, thank you so much, um, baby. Where can people find you on uh, your makeup looks and all that <laughs> Lizzie stuff? Uh huh. On Instagram. Cool. Facebook. <laughs> cool. I thought it was Lizzie Korea 5. Oh, that's Twitter. No, that's Twitter. Um, that's right. Yeah, I'm not really that active. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> cool. Well, guys, thank you so much. Make sure you check out Jesus Trejo's podcast and uh, follow me on social media. You can find everything on freddykorea.com. Please subscribe to the Thanks for the Invite podcast. Give us a five-star review. You know what? Give us a little description of what you think of the podcast, even if it's bad, but make sure you give us five stars. <laughs> 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 I just care about the rating. <laughs> All right, then, guys. We are out. Oh.